the bible says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path psalm 119 verse 105 listen to one of the anointed sons of bishop Dagiwad mills reverend Emmanuel Osei Kunedu jr from the anakazu assemblies asantimampo on this podcast and your life will never be the same God bless you, dear sister, for such a powerful song. I want to be a strong Christian. Amen. That's what we are all looking for. Let's close our eyes at this moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you once again for how far, Lord, that you brought us to. We commit ourselves into your hands. That please have your way in our midst change our lives, make us new people, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory be to God. I think the door is closed. I don't know if it is intentional. Is it an intentional thing? Okay. We have some few minutes to move from here, and within this short time, I believe the Lord is going to bless us with a powerful word. Amen. When Jesus was about to go up, he told the disciples that he will send them the comforter and he is a teacher. He will teach them all things. So anytime you hear the teaching of the word of God, then it's a sign that the Holy Spirit is around you. Amen. I thought you would clap your hands for the presence of the Holy Spirit being with you. Sometimes we take, we take um, the word of God as a joke and we don't take it more seriously. But if only you will take the word of God serious, you will see that once a teacher of the word of God is being sent to you, then the Holy Spirit is being sent to you to teach you at this time. So I want us to open our heart. It doesn't matter in the number of people that we may see in the house of God today. The Lord has a special word for us. Amen. So today, what we are talking about is in the line with a strong Christian, how you can become a strong Christian. But there are some things. The Bible says that all things work together for good. So it's not only one thing that you will do in order to become strong. Physically, people take some medicines to become strong. Some people also, they, 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 they do some exercise to become strong. Some people eat good food. It's like there are so many things that you can do in order to keep you strong. So in the realm of the spirit, coming into the house of God, that it is a command that every Christian to become strong then there is a need for us to know how we can become strong. Because God is not going to make you strong. God said that you must be strong. And so some of the things that we can do to make us strong, one of the things is that last week we, talk, we, we spoke about becoming 
uh, how you can become, a, what do you call it, a spiritual Christian. Because to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So one of the things that will make you a strong Christian is when you mature in the Lord, when you become mature. Because you see, physically, children are not strong. Is that not so? In a certain way. They, they, they can't carry certain weight. Some way they can't carry them. So if, if you are, a, 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 let's say, a baby in Christ, there are some things you cannot do. And there are some things you cannot, like, you can't do them because you are not strong. The weight that Bluetooth will take, I, I don't think that it is not wisdom to ask Sylvia to take the same load as uh, Bluetooth because they, they, they are not the same. Their ages are not the same. This one is a grown-up. This one is a matured person. This one is a tiny uh, girl who don't know anything. So you can compare those things. So when you come in the house of the Lord, somebody may be physically a small boy or a small girl, a child, but in, in the realm of the spirit, the person is matured. So when it comes to the house of God, we don't see maturity by age. Please, are you, are you getting me? So we are showing how you can become a mature Christian. You, you can't in, in the Bible, or let's say in church, you don't become matured by your age in the church. So somebody may be 50 years in the church, and you may have 13-year-old girl who is matured than the person who is 50 years. So if you are here and you don't want a child to be older than you in the Lord, then I think you have to do something in order to become mature. Physically, we grow day by day as you are eating and drinking, sleeping, waking up, and the other things. Then you, you, you are growing day by day. Some people grow well. Some people also don't grow. There are some people, they, they don't even grow at all because they don't eat well. But when you talk of age, by age, you will say that these people are grown. Yeah. But in the realm of the spirits, you, 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 you have to also do something to grow, to become the matured. Amen. And so let's see something in, in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians 4, verse 11. We move on. Okay. So somebody can open for me if you, you have opened your Bible. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 14. Okay. You can, you can get up and read it for me step by step. He gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers. So, have you seen, you see, this is what we call the five-fold ministry. And with this five-fold ministry, I think each, any man of God that you see may be one of these. Or the person may even be more, two or three, in this five-fold ministry. 
continue. So God gave all these ones to us. He gave us some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Uh-huh. So the reason why God gave all these fivefold ministry is that they will perfect the saints. When we talk of perfection, another word for the word perfect here means that mature. So the pastors, the evangelists, the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, their duty is to make sure that the saints will grow. To perfect who? The saint. So now, now they are perfecting the saint for what? For the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Please stop, I'm coming. But keep standing. I think you are, you are the one reading this verse, chapter. So for the perfecting of the saint, for the saint to do the work of the ministry, I think this one, many people don't get it. When, when it comes to church, people think that the pastor is the pastor of the church. And because of that, he should be the one to do everything in the church. That is not how the church runs. When you go to the hospital, the doctor don't work alone. There are a lot of people over there working alongside with the doctor. So bringing the doctor alone to be at the big hospital, that when you go to Kolebu, and then we have one main doctor, you have put the doctor in Kolebu, you will kill a lot of people. He can't do the work, even though he's a doctor. So when you come to the house of God, God wants us to do something, and he is using his saint, but somebody has to perfect the saint. And the people that are supposed to perfect the saint, let me say, use the word, the pastors, are the ones to perfect the saint. For the saint to do the work of the ministry. So anybody in the house of God who don't do anything in the house of God, you, you are not doing what is expected of you to do. You are not doing what your God wants you to do. So some people think that, oh, me, I'm free, and I am this, and I don't have this. Even physically, if you are at a certain age and you don't do anything, you become poor. People will even, uh, uh, what do we call it, insult you and say all sorts of things against you or about you. You say you are a lazy person. You don't want to work, and, or you don't like work. People will say many things about you. So the same way being in Christ, God is expecting us to do something. There's a reason why we are all alive. If it will be like you going to heaven alone, then I believe that from the day that you gave yourself to Christ, you should have died and gone. If it is heaven alone that God wants you to go, then you should have died that time because the way even the system has become, the world has become, the devil is trying to prevent many people from making it to heaven. So God is even taking risk for us being alive. Because if you don't take it, even the elect will fail. People who are chosen to, to go to heaven, if you don't take it, God, the Bible says that if you don't cut it, if the judgment they don't come now, even the elect may not go to heaven. So why is God still keeping us? 
God is still keeping us because there are others that we are supposed to reach. There are others that we are supposed to bring to the house of God. So you are alive for a reason, for a good work. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good work. But many Christians don't have this. And you will even preach it. They don't get it. The Bible spoke about the saint. In Romans chapter 1, verse number 7, the Bible says that, uh, and, and to those that are in Rome, uh, beloved of God, called to be saint. So we have been called, and we were called to become saints. So once you are a child of God, from the day that you gave yourself to Christ, you are a saint. Maybe you may not get it. You, you go somewhere, and then people think that when we say saint, is somebody wearing a robe, long one, white, or purple, or I don't know, and then walking slowly. It's like these are the saints. Once you give yourself to Christ, you are born again, you give yourself to Christ, you are called saint. So you can add saint to your name, saint, so and so. You are afraid to add a saint because you know yourself. You know that things that you are supposed to do as saint, you don't do. That's why you cannot call yourself saint. But you are. Please, are you getting me? If you are, if you are a male, you are a male. That is the fact. But some people behave like females. There are some, some males that behave like females. And there are some females who behave like males. But the fact is that you are a male or a female, that, that's the thing. So once you call yourself a Christian and you believe that you are a Christian, then you are called saint. So the same way you pass through Roman Catholic and you see St. Paul, St. Andrews, St. Anthony, St. Susan. So you are also St. Paulina, St. Uh, Augustine, St. who? Mention your name, add your name to it, to it St. Austin and, and, and the rest. But some of us may not want to be called saint because you know yourself. You know that what you are doing, it is not expected of saint to do that. So the pastors are perfecting the saint. We are perfecting the saint to do the work of the ministry. Please continue for me. Listen here well. Sometimes when we read this scripture, we, 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 we will stop at verse 12 for the perfecting of the same for the work of the ministry. But we don't add the one. So we all come what? We all come into the unity of the faith. So all the church members, all Christians come into the unity of the faith in Christ Jesus. So that all of us will get the knowledge of the Son. Please, are you getting it? God wants all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. And the knowledge of the truth is the knowledge of the Son. So everybody here is supposed to get a knowledge about the Son of God. So we all come in the unity of the faith. And also, what again? The knowledge of His Son. Listen here. This one will shock you. Move on. You are becoming a perfect, and I said that another word for the perfect is what? Matured. Unto a perfect man or unto a matured man, so that you become a matured Christian. We are not expecting you to continue to still be a baby. 
And what again? Hey, they are killing me here. They are killing me here. Unto the measure of the stature. You see, you, you know the stature, the measure of the stature of, of the fullness of Christ. So you, you are joking. As, as you are sitting here, you are joking with your Christian life. You will be shocked. You will be in church and God will come and you go to hell. The standard is being not lowered. God is not lowering any standard for anybody. All of us are supposed to come to the fullness of Christ. As you are there and you are joking, uh, 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 drinking, uh, what do you call it, abenkwai, and aponchekrakra, and you are there. Why you are supposed to reach? You are not getting there and you are happy. You are not, the, the pass mark, you've not gotten the pass mark. You are a Christian, but the past mark, you've not gotten there. So I don't know how God will judge you. You fail. The exam, you fail already as you are here. The fullness, please, if I am the one, I'm not the one who wrote the Bible. He said that unto the measure of the stature. That's how God wants all of us to reach. The measure of the stature, of the fullness, full, not halfness. Fullness of Christ. <laughs> and then you are, you are in the church. You come to church today. The following day, you are not there. This one. You come to church even once on Sunday. Once a week. Midweek service, you cannot attend. You, you've not gotten anywhere. The standard, please take it from me. God is not lowering the standard for you. The marking scheme is for everybody, including your pastor. So don't think that because you are not a pastor, your own will be lowered. No. The, 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 you see, the other thing will come after making it to heaven. The, the next thing is maybe because of the, the work that you do, then you receive promotion higher. But there's something, a standard, or there's something that is a standard for all of us to qualify before you make it to heaven and to receive crowns. So it's the crowns that people receive more than others. Because somebody worked harder, somebody worked more. Nanos, please, are you reading the Bible? Please, Nanos, please, can you read this one for me? I wanted you to read it. Let me read it for you. Bible said that till we all come in the unity of the faith, the unity of the faith, unity, we become one in the faith. The faith is Christ, our faith in Christ Jesus. And then, and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So the knowledge of the Son of God is having knowledge, understanding about knowing Jesus so that we will know Jesus, not just by knowing him, Unto a perfect man, so that you mature, you become a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature. So God wants us to become a measure. When, when you, are, you are a tailor, when somebody comes, you measure the person. And you know the measurement of the person. So after you have measured the person, when you are sewing the dress, you should sew it according to the measure of the person. And the measurement that God has given to us is the measurement of Christ. 
So if you cannot get the measurement of Jesus Christ, you are failing. You are failing. So I don't know how the judgment day is going to be. I, I don't know how. And don't think that God will consider you because God, the Bible is being made available for everybody. Preacher men are preaching on radio, on TV, everywhere, even at the marketplaces, on the roadside, everywhere. Now there are a lot of preaching. So the judgment that you can't tell God that you didn't hear anything. I standing in front of you today is even, uh, what do we call it, an evidence that God has spoken to you. So if you don't change today and do the better thing, do the right thing, you, you mix the, 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 the mark. That's where God wants the fullness of Christ. The next verse. Yeah. That we henceforth. You don't have to be still children. You are children. <laughs> you move them <laughs> to and fro. And what again? You were carried about with everyone. You once you, you see that, oh, a, man, a certain man of God has come here. You are there. Uh, somebody has invited me to uh, this one. Uh, somebody, uh, my, my friend is doing Thanksgiving service. Uh, uh, this one is having a wedding. This one is this. You, you are roaming. Within the month, you will roam in four churches. Every Sunday, you have somewhere to go. You are to and flow everywhere. You are a child. That's why. You don't have anything doing. If you have something doing in the house of God, you will not get the chance to roam like that. You think I will get the chance to roam like the way you are roaming? No. Because I have a duty to perform in the house of the Lord. Please, what again? Wow. Thank you. God bless you. So you must become a matured Christian because God wants all of us to get to a measure of Christ. That is a measure. So ask yourself, your measure, I, like, I don't know whose measure you are now. Hmm? Who, who measure you are now? Hey, what are, what are you doing? If we give you the measure, that doesn't mean that everybody should come and preach here. Like, we, we can't say that everybody will come and preach here. No, that's not what we are saying. But you are matured enough that you contribute to something in the house of God. And you perform your duty. When you come to my house, everybody perform their duties. Everybody know what to do. Even this, my little girl, she does something in the house. Sylvia, she does something in the house. So, baby, if you're a baby, we, you, you, you cannot do anything. That one, you, you only consume. You are a consumer. But if you are grown, now you make contribution into, into, into the, 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 this and the, the house of God. So, when we, we, we see... They are, they are categories, okay? When, when we take a child or something, they are categories. We have a baby. The baby, this one, the baby Christian, he only take milk and then pooping themselves and crying. Everything. They are crying. That, that is all that they know and eating and consuming everything. They are babies and all of us have been there before. 
and some have been in the church for many years and you are still a baby. We are still wearing your pampers. We are still bathing you at your age now. We still bathe you because you are not growing. Physically, you are grown, but in the realm of the spirit, you are, you, are, you are a child. And so we are still bathing you. You are costing your parents to buy pampers, diapers, to buy what and what, so on. Eh? Instead of eating strong food, you cannot eat strong food. So we are still buying, uh, what, what are we buying for them? Cellular and what? So you, you are just fin- wasting our money. You are just wasting the money. May God have mercy upon us. And then you you, you come to, uh, what do you call it, a certain level where where you you become a child. And at this time, you have grown a bit. You you can do something, but there's stubbornness in your heart also. You cannot sit at one place, roaming everywhere, making a lot of noise. Yeah. So there are people like that. They, they have reached a certain level, but they are still a child. Mm? And you, you get to a mature person. When you get to mature, when you are matured, that now we, we can commit something into your care, can go somewhere, leave you there, do something there, make things work. So when you come to the church, and you see that you, 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 you don't do anything in the house of God. You, you are not being asked to do anything in the house of God. Or you are not even willing to do anything in the house of God. It means that you are still a baby. So you just consider the time that you joined the church. Or you became a Christian and you are still not growing. There is something wrong with you. You are not normal. You see, normal... What I'm saying, you see, some people think that maybe Rev will just want to say something. Normal human being, if all things being equal, if all things being equal, you are supposed to grow. All things being equal, you are supposed to grow. So if you don't grow, there's something wrong with you. You are not a normal human being, normal person. There's something wrong. Things are not normal for you. You, you are, you are uh, what do we call it? You, you have some deficiency in, in, in you. So t- some things are not working well. I don't know whether your kidneys are not working well or like some of your organs are not working well. Some are not functioning well. Or your leg, is, is, you are amputated or something. There's something wrong with you. So you, you can't even eat. You, you need a vitamin so that you eat like a lion. So something wrong. So don't take it as normal. And even the shocking, the one that is even shocking me, the one that is even killing me, is, is, is somebody who will grow. And after growing, then suddenly, you see that the person is becoming a baby again. You are, you, in fact, you look very strange. You are, very, you are a strange person. I think when we see such a person, look at me now. At my age now, and then a time will come, then you see that I'm coming down. At a point, you see me like my son Herbert. Herbert, stand, let, let them see you. Stand up. Over there, can you people hear me? If you cannot hear, you should sit at where you can hear. See Herbert, look at me now. And if a time comes that you see me and I am like this boy standing there, 
Like, in fact, it's not this one. I don't know which word to use. That is not very, 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 very normal. So you see, somebody has been in the church, has become grown, matured, trying to do things. And then at a point, you see that instead of person going up again, becoming old man in the house of God, that even in your voice can really tell something. But you, you are coming, so you will come out till you become, you will come to that point. Everybody, please sit down. You become very strange. I think such people, when we meet you, those people don't exist physically. But in the realm of the spirit, they exist. So most of the backsliding Christians and other people that you see them, they were supposed to have reached a certain level, but now they, instead of growing upwards, they are growing down. They are coming down. You don't become mature, and you are happy that you are not growing up. But rather, you are coming down. You are happy. It's eating fried rice and chicken. Hey! You, you are wonderful. You are too wonderful. You must bless on in such a way that your, your, your faith will not be shipwrecked. You must move forward in your Christian life. So everybody under the sound of my voice today, if you are still a baby, that there is something wrong with you. You have to do something, take a decision today. And even the fact that you are able to take a decision to do something means that you are mature. So children don't, cannot take any decision about anything. They will see something wrong and then they are still there. They don't know what to do about the thing. Please, are you getting me? So don't grow down. Uh, uh, grow up. Go up. Go. Go, 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 go high. Go, 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 go high. The sky is your limit. You must go high. Isaac, have you seen? Been in the church. I saw you. You're a small boy. You've been in the church for many years now. The beard. You are wearing beard. You wear beard now. When I came, you were a small boy. So the same way you are growing physically in your stature, I want you to grow in the realm of the spirit. Please, are you getting me? Is this something good that we are saying? So you must grow. You must become a matured person. Let me read another scripture. Another scripture is... 2 Timothy 3, 16. 2 Timothy 3, 16. Today, this one, I think this, this topic will take us some time. All right. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect. You see, so the scriptures will come. Go, go, go back. Go back again. The, the verse 16. Yeah, so all scripture is given by inspiration of God. In truth, all the Bible verse, everything. 
come from the inspiration of God. And it is profitable. It is good for doctrine. So we give doctrines, we tell you things. That here we do this. This is what we do in our church. This is so it's good for the doctrines. For reproof. You see, sometimes when you do some things, that you don't do the thing right. The pastor has the right to confront you and to rebuke you. Please, are you getting me? So don't be in the house of God that you do something that is not good and you don't want anybody to talk about it. That what you have done, we, sh we shouldn't have spoken about the bad thing that you did. You know what you are supposed to do and you don't do them. And when a pastor talks about that thing, then you will get angry. The scripture also enforces us to reproof for correction. So we correct. When you go to even schools and other things, some of the correction, they will use cane to correct you. Is that not so? Canes. You know, cane your batters or bottles, which is which. They will cane you. You will receive some lashes. Then you are dead. Then your hands. Sheila, have you received lashes before? Powerful. Why, why were they lashing you? You did mock. You didn't get the mark. Or what? You were, you were doing mock lashes. Hey, mercy on you. Hmm. Wow. And because they lash you. Wow, I thought we were doing more practices. We, do, we used to have a teacher, I used to have a teacher, he used to teach a, a Greek. He, in Form 1, let's say JHS 1, if you, get, you don't get 50, 50%, 5 lashes. JHS 2, if you don't get 60%, 5 lashes. And then JHS 3, if you don't get 70% of his subject, 5 lashes. So every, when you finish exam, he is coming to beat exams. And then you see that there's a funeral all around the, the school. And he knows how to beat. When he comes, then he will remove his shirt. And he has a body. He removed the shirt and left with the signets. That's it. That's it. That, yeah. At those times, I think we didn't have phones and other things. I believe that would have taken him more pictures. And then he will remove the Rick's watch and put it down. So when you see that he has removed the watch, even if you have not received the lashes here, then you begin to cry. And yeah, you are ready for the battle. The, the, thing, the cane that he used, he, he don't use slim ones. He used fat ones. The way the teacher lash, you see, normal teachers lash part like this. This one, he don't lash like that. He is giant man. Stand up. He, he, he lash like this. The, the, the cane, it go here. Pah! So it passes from here to everywhere. Like from here. Yeah, that, that's that. When you even receive one, you, you see that it is not simple. Because if it was your batas here, maybe your hand can go there to pamper the small so that it will cool down before you receive the other one. But the one he gives, it passed the whole back, so you don't know where to put your hand. It's not simple at all. So correction is part. But you see, some people come to the house of God, you cannot correct them. Hmm? You cannot tell instrumentalists what time they are supposed to be in church. Then it is something wrong. 
If I cannot tell Danny that Danny don't come late, you see the time that he came. It's very bad. So the word of God is for those things, for correction and for instructions in righteousness. So being a pastor in the church, we instruct you. I want this person to do this. I want this person to do that. We cannot just allow everybody to do what they want. Because everybody has his own opinion about the same thing. That's why some people fail exams. We all don't have the same idea. So if you say you are going to allow anybody to do anything that they want, behave the way they want to behave, I don't think that things will go well for us. Please, are you getting me? So correction is there. And, 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 and instructions being given to do this, do that. Instructions will be given to you in righteousness so that that the man of God, that is you, may be perfect, thoroughly finished unto all good works, so that you will grow. I've given you the, another word for the perfect here, perfection here, is, is matured. Please, are you getting me? So God wants all of us to mature, become a matured Christian. And you see, a grown-up know what to do. Somebody who is mature, he know why some things are being done. He know where to get some things. He know when to get it. Is that not so? Where to get it. How to get it. How to do it. And that is wisdom. But a child don't know. Like, when. <laughs> they, they are just there. They are just there. They don't know when. But a grown-up, you understand why. So now you can beat a child, and the child don't even understand why you are, you are beating them, him. But you, the grown-up, you know what you did. You know why you are receiving the lashes. So it's a, it's, there's a difference between us. So to become a strong Christian, you must be able to know why some things are. You must be able to answer some questions. So this time, there are some questions. For the sake of time, we will not ask ourselves a lot of questions. You are going to ask these questions and answers times. But you are not going to ask me the question. I'm asking myself the question and answer them. And you see, I want you to pay attention here. I will take my time with this topic so that you really understand some things. So some, there are some questions you should ask yourself as being a matured Christian. Answer them. And if you are able to know them and answer them yourself, then... You are, you are becoming a mature because a child cannot answer such questions. So, 30 questions and answers for matured Christians. 30 questions, but we can't answer that. We can't say. Maybe I may ask some two questions. The first question is, are you interested in the question? Now, we have started exams. The first question, why are Christians different from unbelievers? Why? When we say Christians are different. We are different from unbelievers. Why? Do you know why? So, if you are able to answer this question, then it means that you are matured. You are grown or you are growing because you know why there's a difference between us. Some people think that all of us are human beings. And because all of us are human beings, sometimes when you meet even a People who don't attend church, who don't, they will say that, oh, me, I'm also a child of God. It's a lie. 
God created you. That is a fact I understand. But that doesn't make you a child of God. You were created by God. All of us were created by God. But being created by God doesn't make you a child of God. Hmm? Uh, 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 listen, a goat is not a child of God. It was created by God. A dog is not a child of God. Please, are you, are you getting me? My Bible said that to him, that uh, uh, he came unto his own, but his own receiving not, but as many as receiving, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So the person who have not believed in him have not received the power to become sons. So all of us are human beings, but some are sons, some are not. There are a lot of children, uh, uh, what do you call it, out there, but that doesn't mean that all the children belong to your father. They are not your father's sons. Being a child of God is not biologically, it's not, it's not by birth. It's by believing in Christ. Amen. Before you become. So we, we are not the same. So why are Christians different from uh, unbelievers? First Peter 2 verse 9. Please, next we come early because we have about 30 questions to answer. Today, I don't think, it's, it's not that I'm starting just only one question. Hmm? I should, you want five? <laughs> the time. First Peter 2, verse 9, the Bible says, But ye are a chosen generation. You are a chosen generation. God has chosen you as the Christians. A royal priesthood. So we, we are priests. And what again? And a holy nation. Our nation, we are a holy nation. A peculiar people. This is the word I'm looking for. We are peculiar people. So we are not like un the unbelievers. We are peculiar people. That we should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So I'm using, I'm standing, I'm using the word peculiar people. Why are Christians different from unbelievers? So why are you different from those people who don't attend church? What makes the difference of you? Is there a difference between us? The difference is that you, you are a peculiar person. You are a peculiar person. That's why when some things happen to some people, it is not a news. May God forbid you, you, you see, as, as we are here, you will see some, some MPs, some assemblymen, and some, some uh, what do we call it, other, like worldly people who, 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 who are even married and they have girlfriends. They, they, are, they are doing it somewhere also. But nobody talks about it. Is that also? They, they see it as a normal thing. When you come to this Mampong town, they are this boyfriend and girlfriend things are normal to some people. Even some parents cannot talk about it to their children that you are not married and you, you are doing this. It, it, it has become like a normal person. But somebody who is a Christian, when you put yourself into things like that, it becomes a news. We talk about it. So right now, if they, maybe the pastor is the one doing that, as, may God forbid, as I am married now, and then you say that I've gone for another girl, 
Bluetooth, you cry. You when you hear that thing, you say, "Hey, Rev, Rev, surprise me, Pharaoh, oh, Rev." But somebody is doing it, but you will not say. Somebody is doing it. Even your boss and the office and other things, they are chopping several girls. But if your pastor go for only just only one to add to the wife, and then you see that the whole the whole town it will be news. Hey, hey, we say that the lighthouse pastor he has gone to take a girl. Even he is hey today's pastors. Why are they talking about it? Why is it a news now? Because I'm a peculiar person. I'm a peculiar person. So we are different. We are one day do we will not talk about it. So we are not the same. But one you do. So if you do those things and then people don't talk about it, ask yourself whether you are a Christian or you are part of the worldly people. Because the, we, we, there's, we, we are not the same. We cannot be the same. So if you can do the same thing that they are doing and it look normal, then you are like them. Then you are not, you are not a, a qualified, matured Christian. This, are you getting me? Because your conscience will even speak to you. If your conscience don't speak to you that what you are doing is bad and those things, so we, we, you, are, you are not. Okay, let's read another scripture. Titus 2, verse 14. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people? Have you seen? So we are peculiar people. We, we, are not, we are not the same. We are not the same. Zealous of good works. So there's a difference between us. Is that Kofi? And Because we are peculiar people. There are some things I cannot do. Because of where I stand, I cannot do something. But somebody will do, and it's like a normal thing, which is not supposed to be normal. So if it's normal for somebody, ah, all things, you see, you say, I am bungee to me, but when you see me chewing this in power, I say, okay, okay, Papa Nebu, Nebu Kadneza, a hunter into what I need Everybody will say that why are boy? Because M1 everywhere. So everywhere we any be. We have what we eat. We are not the same. Even though say moa But they, they don't cook their food. Even if an animal will eat a cooked food, the human being has to cook it for him. Hmm? So so when somebody asks you why are Christians different from unbelievers? The question is that because we are peculiar people. We, we, are, we are special. We are chosen by God. We are not the same. We are not the same at all. Not all of us are sons of God. We, we are children of God because we've been receiving, a, what do we call it, the power to become sons of God. But they are not. They are just part of the creation let me ask one last question, and then we close. One last question, and then we close. Why do Christians not have close friendship with unbelievers? Christians don't have close friendship with unbelievers. It's like, 
don't be close to unbelievers. That you you are always moving with an unbelievers. Why? And some people don't understand why pastor will say this. Then it means that you are not matured. This question is for matured Christians. So why do Christians not have close friendships with unbelievers? Second Corinthians six verse fourteen. Second Corinthians six fourteen. Bible says that be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Have you seen? Don't be yoked together with them. The yoke that we are talking about, the yoke that we are talking about, in those days, they use ozen to plow a land. Ozen is, let's say, it's a male cow. Is that not so? Uh, the cow, cow is a female. When you say cow, it's a female. Oh, 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 okay, no. A bull. A bull is a, a male. Yeah, but the ozen is also a type of, let's say, a cow. So all those days, they use them to, to work. So they will put a stick or something on the neck of this one. Please, you come and you come. You are not cows. So all of you do this. Uh-huh. Be, be in the same line. Let your feet be. Yeah. So they put something on their neck like this. And it is tied to this one's neck. And this one is tied to this one's neck. And there will be something called a plow at their back. So then they sack them and then they are going. So move. So as they are going, the yoke is the same. So as they are going, then they are working together. Thank you. Please go ahead and sit down. And then they, 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 they are working together. And we said that don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. In Jubeka said, anyone now anyone in Konuya, tree in Konuya, anyone tree in Konuya Bahako. If you do that, it will become like maybe putting a yoke in the neck of a, a, a what do you call it, a cow, and putting a, the same yoke on a cart, and they are moving together. So, how do you think will happen? You, you come, come. Herbert, come. So you see, this one, uh, uh, this one is, I'm using this one maybe as, as a, 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 an ozen, and this one is like as a cart. So please bend, and then the yoke is, see where this one is, and see where this one is. So when you put the yoke, how is that? It's going to be like this. The thing, they cannot work together. Please go ahead and sit down. They cannot work together. So unbelievers, and, and Christian, there are, are differences between us. We can work together. We cannot be equally yoked. We can work together. Why? Please, let's continue the scripture. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? So we, the Christians, are called righteous people. Are you getting what I'm saying? The reason why we cannot be equally yoked with them, we cannot have friendship with them, Staying together, eating together with them every time. We can't do that with them. The reason is that we are called righteous people. And they are unrighteous people. So it is it's opposite. The same way we are not permitting males to go to, uh, what do you call it, a, a female's toilet. The same way, they, you, you, we are opposite to all together. 
Chris, are you getting me? So, so if you are, you are a type like you are like maybe a cat playing game with a, 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 a cow. One day when it gets angry, it, it can boot you. I'm closing. The questions are many. About, we have about 30 questions. We just ask ourselves too. So God willing, next week, please come early because we have a lot of questions to ask and answer them. So they are called unrighteous people, and we are righteous people. When we talk of righteousness, righteousness is a way of life, how you live your life. There's a difference between righteousness and truth. Truth, we speak the truth. We don't live the truth. We, we speak. We speak it. You can walk in truth. Yeah, but, but we speak the truth. That righteousness is the way you do your life, the way you do things. So Christians are called righteous people. The unbelievers are called unrighteous people. So Bible says that don't be equally yoked with them. And what, what, in with, unright, and what communion hath light with darkness? We are light. They are darkness. And where darkness is, or where light is, darkness comprehended it did not. Once you switch on light, darkness cannot come over there. So if you are a Christian, you are a light. You are light. So I don't know how light and darkness will stay together. They can. One will overcome the other. One will overcome the other. Please, are you getting me? So because of that, don't be equally yoked with unbelievers. It means that don't really sit down, have friendship with them. And then after church, you see that after you have gone home, you don't have any church member who is even your friend. Your company is people, the real smokers, fornicators, drunkards. It's like these are your company. These are the people that you work with. And when we ask you, you say that, Rev, so if we don't go with them, who, how would they change? I'm changing them. Before I look around, they will change you. But we will talk about that one later. May God help us, give us more understanding about his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands unto Jesus. We will continue, or we shall continue our, our questions, God willing, next week. Is there good questions to ask ourselves? Is there good questions? Thank you for listening to Reverend Emmanuel Sekunedu. We believe that you are being blessed by this message. Stay tuned and God bless you.